Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we play Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today we are talking about retail arbitrage. So if you are a longtime listener to this podcast and or you have been selling on Amazon for a while, this is going to be fairly basic for you. I'm sure you'll walk away with some tidbits, but we're going to ask some questions and answer questions like what is retail arbitrage, where you can find profitable products, how you get started doing it, what's the process of it? Because basically, this business is pretty simple. At least the business of selling physical products is pretty simple. You've got a fine product that you can sell for a profit. And inventory is literally everywhere. So there is gold in your backyard. There's gold in the retail stores close to you. And in today's episode with Honey Woods, we dig deep into that of how you can find profitable products just at your local stores. And so if you are just getting started and you're wondering how people do it. Well, this is one of the main ways that students in in our communities, how they make a living, how many of them have been able to quit their jobs by finding products that are just sitting right on the shelves, right in plain view of everybody that they can pick up, put in their cart, sell on Amazon and make a profit. So this episode is going to be very helpful for you. Also, if you want to go deeper in this, we created a simple six-page PDF download called Three Steps to Determine if a Product Will Be Profitable. So in that, we basically outline everything you need to do. And these are things you can do right in the store. And uh, looking on your phone with the Amazon Seller app to determine if the product is something that's going to sell and make a wise buying decision. Because what you don't want to do is buy thousands of dollars worth of something and hope it sells. And we never advocate for that strategy. It's always buying two or three, testing them out. Even if the data looks good, you're still testing out on a small scale. So grab our, our download. It's called Three Steps to Determine If a Product Will Be Profitable. Just go to ryanrieger.com forward slash three steps. The number three steps ryanrieger.com forward slash three steps. Here's my interview with Honey. All right, Honey, welcome back to Streams of Income Radio. How are you? Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Of course. You're one of my favorite guests. Always bring great value. And it's always been fun working with you over the all the stuff we got going on, the Q4 groups that were happening that's that just kicked off. So looking forward to that. And this time, this time we got Jimmy Smith with us. So that'll be good. Yep. Absolutely. A lot of fun. Yeah. So today we want to talk about retail arbitrage because we have, um, I get questions. And so guys, for those of you that are listening to the podcast for a long time, this is kind of sound like more of a basic episode. And so it is, um, I get questions from people who have just read my book and have are just now learning this whole thing that you can actually go into a store and find things that you can sell online that blows people's minds, honey. So, um, talk about your, I know your your episode, I think was episode three or four, your very first one, where we talked about how you brought your husband home and you're a homeschool mom of six and you're still a homeschool mom of six. <laughs> yes. and you still juggle everything um, <laughs> and you have a serious business, but and it's it's definitely grown since you started. But you started with retail arbitrage. So explain to me what is retail arbitrage? And remember, this: these are folks that like are just maybe hearing this for the first time. Yeah. So I know the words sound a little weird and intimidating. It's not something we normally talk about, but retail arbitrage 
is really just finding something um, in a retail store, purchasing it and selling it online somewhere else. So for probably a lot of your listeners, it's going to be um, on Amazon. That's yeah. just, you know, you buy it maybe in a Walmart or a Target or at a Kroger and then you sell it somewhere else online. So usually Amazon. Yep. That's pretty much it, guys. That is yeah. the definition of it. There's plenty of products. And honey, I get people ask us or they they think it's just clearance stuff. That Because that is definitely one of the easiest places to start with because there's big time profit potential. But we're also talking about things that are like full price, correct? Absolutely. The majority of uh, a large portion of what I sell is just buying something at full price um, in a retail store and then selling it at a higher price um, for the convenience of someone being able to purchase it online. It makes it a lot easier for them. So yeah, I started out with clearance, but absolutely it can be full price, um, you know, regular sales. Sometimes you can find stores that have regular sale prices and you know when you can buy it at that price. It's being confident in knowing what my purchase price is and reselling yeah, it. Absolutely. How in the world is something that's full price profitable online? Like that, <laughs> that is something that people don't grasp. Like how yeah. in the world, if it's at Walmart for $3, how in the world is it on Amazon for nine? People want convenience. That's part of it. Um, and honestly, where is everybody go? If you think about, you know, where can I find this item? Most people are going to think, oh, I'll just go look on Amazon for it. Most people aren't wanting to look at 10 or 15 different websites um, or go into 10 or 15 different stores. A lot of people just want the convenience of it being able to come right to their door. Um, I think a lot of us are familiar with that these days, especially. I just want it to come to me. I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to make 10 different stops. Or maybe you're just, you don't have the item in your area. Maybe it's something that's not local to you. Um, You know, your favorite chili that you used to love when you lived down right. south, you know, yes. when they, and they have that um, in some place. So it's bringing the products to where the customers already are. And they pay, people are willing, especially on Amazon to pay for the convenience of having it brought to them and having it to not have to dig around everywhere and find it. So you Absolutely. do that work for them. Yep. I know I'm paying more sometimes. Sometimes on Amazon, yeah. I'm paying the same amount, sometimes less, but I know sometimes I'm paying more for that convenience of not having to get into my car it's just like that conversation we had with Jimmy on the Q4 group uh, kickoff on Monday night where he was mentioning that we we're talking about outsourcing stuff and he was outsourcing his meal prep. He had yep. somebody in his house prepping meals for cooking and prepping meals for him. And somebody might look at that and be like, wow, that's amazing. What a waste of money. Jimmy can cook his own food, but he knows his hourly wage. Yep. He knows just by the numbers that he makes more then what he's paying that person to come in his house and do it. And yep. so it, it's a good financial decision for him. Plus it saves him the time. Absolutely. And so I would much rather click a button, have it show up at my door, than yep. get in my car, drive my closest Walmart's a, about an eight, nine minute drive farther for you. Mine's longer than that. I live out in the country, you know, it's <laughs> like 15, 20 minutes to get to a lot of places like major places. And yeah. I've got six kids. So thinking, Oh, wow. I forgot this one thing at the store. I got to put all my kids in the car. All of us get in and we go spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes to get there. Then the time in the store to get it, then to get it home. I'd rather just pay a few extra dollars and say, okay, it'll be here in two days. (laughs) You know, so I just look at Amazon. Sometimes I don't know if it works for you, but um, if you have that fast of a delivery, but I, on Sunday, maybe it was Monday, yesterday, I ordered something in the morning and it came in the afternoon. 
Okay. I'm not, I don't have that fast. Same That's day. awesome though. Yeah. There's times where it can come crazy fast. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just the convenience that people are willing to pay for. And so, yeah, you can find things that are clearance. You can find things that are regular, full priced, regular, full price retail. They're still yep. profitable on Amazon. Think of things that are like bundled together or two packs or three packs that sometimes helps it uh, be more profitable um, yep. than just, you know, buying one and selling that one, but um, thousands and millions, millions of products out there yes. that you can make <laughs> profit on. Okay. So we understand what it is. How in the world does somebody even find products like that? So walk me, um, imagine you're walking into your local Walmart and we'll talk about some of the stores people can source from here in a minute, but what's your process when you walk into a store? So how do you find retail arbitrage products that are profitable? Well, when I first started, um, I just started with areas I was familiar with. Um, you know, I would go into the home and kitchen area. Mm-hmm. I cook a lot. I deal with a lot of stuff. I got a lot of little people around my house. So I'd start there. Um, and, you know, go over to maybe where kitchen, the kitchen towels are, for example. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd look and I'd see what the brand was. Now, really, you can start as easily as just having, um, if you're selling on Amazon, just a free Amazon seller app is all yep. you need. Um, and I'd pull out the Amazon seller app and I'd be standing in the aisle looking at the items. And I'm looking at, if you're in a store, I'm looking at the shelf tag. Okay, this stuff looks really cheap. You know, this looks like, and this is why I suggest starting with a, a category or an area that you're really familiar with. I right. know what these items are, what I feel like they're worth. And so I'm looking at these items in a store thinking this looks really inexpensive. Um, that's just for my thought process is mm-hmm. this looks really affordable. So I bet somebody would be willing to pay more for it. Mm-hmm. So I type in that item, you know, whatever the brand is in any store, you can do this type in whatever the type brand in is. Your app, right? Yes. Into the Amazon seller app. So I type in the brand, whatever that would be, and then type in kitchen towels right after that. Just, it could be simple. It doesn't have to be, um, I don't have to do every single thing. I will say by typing in what the item is, instead of scanning the barcodes, it does give you a lot more opportunity. Um, and I'm looking at a massive section of kitchen towels. I don't want to have to stop and scan every single one. Um, it can give me the big view right there. Plus it can also, um, there are other items that can show up and there's a lot of benefits to doing that, but basically just typing it in, starting with the brand and then whatever it is, maybe it's, um, you know, utensils or something. So if you type in the brand and then forks and spoons, I mean, there's different things you yeah. can try. Um, but that's really as simple as my thought process. Yeah, so if you're is, like in an, appli- in an, an area looks- where there's a bunch of small kitchen appliances and this, there's, let's say there's some Cuisinart stuff, you mm-hmm. might type in Cuisinart and there's a bunch of toasters. Cuisinart toasters. Um, There's probably not going to be lots of toasters. There's going to be lots of towels though. Um, I can't think of a brand name. Ralph Lauren towels, Ralph Lauren bath towels, Ralph Lauren washcloths, Ralph Lauren. Maybe. And then you can start to narrow it down because, you know, you may realize, wow, there's like way too many options that my seller app is showing me. Here's all the Ralph Lauren towels on Amazon. There's so many. So maybe, you know, you type in Ralph Lauren blue towels or something, you know, (laughs) you can narrow it down. There's no exact science to it. Different um, words that you type in are going to give you different results, but that's really just where you start from. It's looking for that. Um, And then while you're standing there looking at the items, okay, do I see that? Is that an exact match to the pictures that are showing up on my seller app? Um, so what's from there after if you find one? Oh yeah. Okay. I see the blue towel and I see the blue towel on the shelf. What are you looking, looking at? The, at the pricing? So I'm looking at the pricing to see, okay, you know, yeah, this one in the store is $15 and this one on the Amazon app is $30. Okay. Well, 
that's more. So let's see if it's something that will actually sell. Um, I know you've talked on here before, I'm sure about Keepa and that yes. being a really powerful tool so you can tell if it sells. That's mm-hmm. something you can go directly from your seller app and um, grab the that information from that ASIN, from that specific mm-hmm. item on Amazon and put it into Keepa.com. And it'll show you, yes, here's historically it's sold for about this price. And here's yeah. um, about the profit that you're going to make from it. Here's how often it sells. So you can determine if this is something you want to purchase and throw in your cart. Absolutely. Yeah, there is kind of a, it's just a, we went over this in our quick start course that we did last year. Some of the just of simple steps. And it's literally you walk in, you could walk in anywhere, but I love your advice to go into an area that you know of, because mm-hmm. if I walked into the crafting section, I probably am not going to know what's cheap, what's inexpensive. Um, Cause I just don't know that niche at all. So if yeah. you start with the place that, you know, um, you can start with the clearance aisle too. That's a lot of great, easy pickings there. Um, Cause you're going to find a lot of price disparity. Yep. Look on the, what's on the shelf, type it in. You're scrolling through. We also like to look for things that like, wow, that towel looks like way more than what I'm seeing here on the shelf. (laughs) All of these are around the 15 to $20 mark. This one's 50. Is this one here? Is this Ralph Lauren towel on the shelf? And then you click into that. And also guys with the app, it allows you to, if you're brand new, you don't know how much all the Amazon fees are going to be. And so the app calculates that all for you. And you can figure Mm -hmm. out if I sold this, I would get back X dollars and you could then it'll show your profit essentially. Um, even with shipping into Amazon. Okay. So let's say we buy some towels. We, we take those home and I know you don't do that anymore. You have a prep center that you can drop these towels off I to. Do, we'll talk about what is that is awesome. here in a second, <laughs> but what's the process um, very high level of once you get these towels home, what do you, how do you get them on Amazon? Um, you list them in seller central, which is, you know, kind of your hub for um, having an Amazon account as a seller, uh, you list them on there. It'll tell you where your things need to go. So you're going to prepare them to go to a warehouse. You guys imagine warehouses are notoriously filthy, dirty. <laughs> so you are going to, most of your things, anything that's not covered in a box, you're going to stick in a poly bag, just a quick little bag, slap a sticker on it that says, yes, this is my item that I found. And I want somebody to purchase this item. Um, not one that some other seller purchased. And now you're going to send that to where Amazon tells you to send it. They'll give you the um, location of where they want it. They'll tell you which items go in which box. You know, you make your collection of all the items that you found in the stores, um, make a shipment for that. And Amazon will tell you where to send it. And so you're telling me that you don't have to store it and you don't have to ship it to the customer yourself. You can't. Which is my favorite part. That's (laughs) a whole different method. And that's a way you can, that's the old eBay model of, I have a a storage unit of stuff. I got a sale. I got to go grab those towels and ship it to the customer one by one. You can still do that. But with FBA fulfillment by Amazon, you can ship everything to them. And honey's gone even another step further is she's not even doing her own prep and ship. She's still buying stuff at a store and taking that physically to a, a warehouse essentially that will do all that work for her for a fee. And that frees up her time. Yes. That's been a huge benefit to our family <laughs> gained a lot of time back. Um, I do actually a lot of online arbitrage as well, which is still arbitrage. It's just um, mm-hmm. looking online and finding that, but yeah. So I have those products just go straight to someone else and they will prep them, put them in the poly box, put the stickers on, follow the directions for Amazon says to send it. And I don't have to mess with the products. Um, I yes. can just let them be and um, 
wait for them to get to Amazon and be available for people to purchase. Right. And I buy it from you on your on Amazon. <laughs> I don't even know I'm buying it from you. I know. Necessarily. Yeah. And Amazon said, sends it to me and then sends you the money. Yeah. So cool. You mentioned online arbitrage. Walk me through what that is because, um, you know, some people are listening and thinking, gosh, that sounds like a lot of work or like, I just, just not going to fit into my lifestyle of, you know, I work 80 hours a week. How in the world am I going to find time to go into a store and do this research? Um, it sounds fun, but probably not going to fit into my lifestyle. So tell me about what online arbitrage is. Yeah. So online arbitrage is, um, the same concept as retail arbitrage, but you are, instead of going into a store and finding these items, um, clearance, regular price, sale price, whatever, you are going to a website. So instead of going into Walmart, you're looking at walmart.com. Instead of going into, you know, Michael's or Joanne Fabrics, you're looking at joanne.com or whatever their website is. Whatever their site you is, know? yes. There's so many. There's there's yeah. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sites that you can go source from. Um, and people ask the same questions, you know, why in the world would someone do that? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. People don't want to look at 10, 50, 100 different sites to find this item sure. that they're looking for. It's the convenience of people yeah. are going to Amazon to look for it. And um, mm-hmm. you can provide that. You can find those same items, look for the same things, the, the price disparity. It costs less yep. on this website than it does that am- than it's being sold for on Amazon. And I can sell it there. So, yep. and you can have, those could be shipped to you and in your house and you're prepping them shipping yeah. to Amazon, or you could take advantage of that same prep center yeah. and have those items from Joanne fabric shipped joannefabrics.com or whatever it is to that prep center. They'll <laughs> yeah. prep it for you and send it to Amazon. Yep. So, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. You can even do this on your phone. You were telling me one time you guys were driving down the road and you saw a billboard and you did some online arbitrage. What, did, what was that like? You can do that. I mean, really, if you have a, a browser, don't do this when you're driving. No, no, <laughs> but if no. you have a, you know, if you have a phone browser on there, if there's things that you have ideas of, oh wow, I wonder about that item. You know, um, honestly, you can find items to source anywhere. It, uh, I've gotten them at restaurants before. So if there's some brand or something, oh, I wonder if they sell anything on Amazon. You could type it yep. in to your seller app. Um, used to do this a lot with things from the dollar store because at least I know everything there costs a dollar. So yes. it was real easy for me to not have to think about that. Right. I'll just start typing things in in my seller app. And if I know um, where it can be sourced, where I can find it and flip it, then then I easily, you can type that in just in your phone. No yeah. problem. Yep. So many ways to do this. We we talk yeah. about just a few, but there's like like probably an infinite number of ways and strategies yeah. to find profitable products. Okay, so with retail arbitrage, what are some of the stores, or what would you say some of the best stores are? And I know what your answer is going to be. But... <laughs> Can't give away all my secrets. No, no, but... of course. <laughs> um, not really. Um, Target for a lot of people. A lot of people just go in. It's it's just your normal places that you would shop. I know people yeah. that go to sporting goods stores. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can go into a, a Target or a Walmart. Um, I've done a lot of sourcing at grocery stores. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. I mean, that's an abundance of things. Oh, gosh, I'm sure yes. how many of us have bought some kind of food or snack or something, mm-hmm. substance from Amazon. There's a ton of that. Um, you can go to clothing stores. Um, yes. They're just really, it's it's unlimited. The craft stores. Probably um, pretty much any store that has products that you can buy. <laughs> virtually, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you maybe proceed with caution at, on higher end type stores, sure. but whatever yeah. people are willing to 
um, purchase online easily and readily. It's virtually anywhere. I mean, there's all kinds of paper goods and craft goods. I sell that kind of stuff. Party supply stores are great. Yes. Um, that's where we started out selling a lot of party supplies. They're small and inexpensive. And, um, you know, so there's not a lot of upfront investment if that's something you start yes. with. So party supply stores can be good. Um, it really can be absolutely anything. Yeah. Um, and I mean that with all sincerity. I yeah, found things at right. gas stations, at restaurants. It's anywhere that stuff is sold. You yeah, can one time a friend things. and I were at Steak and Shake and we saw, because Steak yeah. and Shake sold their, I think they have their spices for sale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we we took out the phone and scanned it like, wow, sure enough, the Steak and Shake yeah. seasoning was on Amazon. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. it was profitable or not, but you could buy I that I sold it at some point. I did sell it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> we talk a lot also tell me about um one of the strategies we mentioned in our legends community a lot is regional stores and we don't have to like name a bunch but like for example here in texas um some parts of texas their heb grocery stores are popular and i'm from indiana where you are right now we don't have heb in indiana and so we always tell people find those stores that are unique to your region because yeah. you know i can shop at an heb and you can't so that Yep. You know, and everybody has a Walmart. Yes. So what's the advantage of, you know, stores like that, that are only available in certain parts of the country? Well, there may be, you know, different um, sizes of product, different flavors, different, different products completely. Um, Meyer is a really good regional store. A lot of people can find things from there. Um, I know, like I, I think I mentioned earlier Kroger, but there are yep. a lot of grocery stores that are um, regional that you can't find those things everywhere. Now they may have similar things, but if you are a person that used to live, you know, you used to live in Indiana and now you live in Texas, maybe there's just something you just really used to love being right. able to purchase easily in Indiana. Yes. It'd be that's Amazon's probably a place you would look for that. If there's something you uh -huh. wanted, although I really like this, you know, syrup or these specific crackers or whatever it is. You know, an example of that, we've talked about this before is uh, Mike sells potato chips. Yep. <laughs> you guys have those in Indiana and we grew up on those and I don't know, they're not like the best chips or anything. It's just an example <laughs> of something that is in Indiana that I can go to my local grocery store and it's not there. Yep. Same thing. I know for me, I um, spent years living out in Seattle area yep. and my husband and I loved Nally chili. It's like okay. a brand Nally. It's awesome. Uh -huh. It's just canned chili. So I mean, really, yeah. <laughs> But for canned chili, it's awesome. And that's not and they don't local sell store, that out here. No. So I have, I've, I've looked and you can find it on Amazon. So yeah. for somebody that lives in that part of the country, oh, wow. You know, that might be an option because it's something. And, and a lot of people would be willing to pay whatever the price is to find that because they can't find it anywhere local. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, areas run out of stock on things. Oh, well, we used to sell this, but we're just out of stock now where Amazon's going to have that. Um, and different regional places may still have some of that left in their inventory that that the big stores may have run out of. So um, there's a lot of different things like that that you can do. I know a lot a lot of groceries, um, some kind of you know craft stores, mm -hmm. but it really can be really can be just about anything that's just Absolutely. regional and local to your area. Yep. Okay. I'm just starting out, or I want to do this. I've never done this before. Tell, what are, What are the steps that I need to do um, to get started doing this? Get the free seller app, the Amazon seller app. You need to get that on your phone. It's the first thing you do. Um, oh, and I need to have an Amazon account for that, an Amazon yes. seller account. Go yes. to like sell on Amazon.com or whatever, create a free account, or it's not free. Create the, um, there are free, there is a free account and there's a professional account. If you want to do this as a business, get the pro, pro account because it's yes. it's well worth it. And it's $40 a month, but yep. um, you want to do the pro, pro version. Absolutely. So they get the app, then what's next? And uh, then you got to, 
source. Just go find stuff. Really? I mean, you know, I could tell you, oh, get all these things and get all your ducks in a row. And honestly, I'm not the person to say that. I'm saying go, um, you know, that you've got some awesome trainings and some awesome things. So I know how to read keep it. I know how to know if it's a good buy or not, but some of it is just getting out there and testing it and trying it and checking it out. What in the world is this? Where can I even find this stuff? And I think some of that helps you build the confidence to know, um, yeah. Okay. I can find some stuff and then let's keep going. So you're not saying honey that I need to go and like get an LLC, figure out a business name, do all of the, get, get a business checking account and wait three months and decide what am I going to, who are my partners going to be need to write a business plan. None of that. You know, I know people that have done that. So I'm not going to say you can't, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't say that you have to. I think sometimes you feel like everything has to be perfect. Yeah. Um, if you are just trying this out and testing into that, testing this out, I would definitely not recommend that route because you're going to spend a lot of time and energy and you may do this a couple of times and say, this isn't for me. Now, I don't think that's really going to happen, but (laughs) you want to actually get into it and see, okay, this is how this works. I can see how this works. And I want to take this seriously as a business. So as you get into it, and as you figure out how to ship the things into Amazon and you see the money coming in and you see this could be a real business, um, then it makes a lot more sense to start thinking of those things at that point. It is, it does not have to be done. Um, You don't have to have all your, T's crossed and I's dotted before you get your business going. You right. really don't. Nope, definitely not. So when you, when we're take us back, we're at the Walmart, we're looking at the raw floor and towels and we find a good deal. Are you going to buy, you know, 50 of them? No, absolutely not. I always recommend, um, you know, you test small, you try a few things. Maybe you try, you know, you buy three of them. Um, maybe you buy five if you're a little more confident. And once you learn how to, um, find those products, you know, you can tell this keep us as this sells a ton all the time, then you might be confident to send in a few more, but I always try to send it in test small. Um, it's a lower risk, you know, it's a, a lot smarter to start with that lower risk. Um, but also you want to make sure that it sells well, you want to know that there's no issues that it actually does sell like you assume it's going to sell before you right. jump in, um, yeah. you know, spread, you say inch deep, mile wide, you know, right. spread your things out. If you have a few hundred dollars to spend, don't spend everything on one item and just fill your cart up with that one item. Right. Find, you know, 10, 15, 20 different items or whatever you can find. Um, a few of each of those is a lot better to spend your money on that. Then you have all of those products that are able to be sold on Amazon. Yeah. And you guys didn't start with $50,000, did you? No, we just started with a few hundred dollars. Uh, like I said, I, I did a lot of party supply items. We did a lot of dollar store things. We just started with really inexpensive stuff yeah. so we could watch our money um, grow quicker that way. And Absolutely. it was a good fit for us. Yeah. Wow. And there's also even free strategies. Like if you had zero dollars, we talk about you know things like consignment or looking things around. I mean, guarantee all of us have things sitting in our home or in our garage that we're not using anymore that you can flip on. Facebook marketplace or eBay or whatever, and earn some money to to then invest into other products on Amazon. So even if you have $0, there's still plenty of opportunity to do this. Yeah. All right. So we talked about online arbitrage, retail arbitrage. Uh, Let's see. Okay. Let's talk about some of the mistakes. So can you think of a mistakes you've made doing retail arbitrage or if not you, what 
some of the common, some of the common mistakes we see people make. Oh, I've definitely made mistakes. <laughs> Me too. Um, and I've learned from them. So Lots this is them. why, you know, I have some tidbits of wisdom here. Um, honestly, I, I don't know anybody that started this business and that hasn't at some point, oh, wow, I shouldn't have done that. And you learn from right. it and you learn to, you learn very quickly to pivot and adjust. Um, but really when we started doing this, we were not looking at, we weren't using the keep a tool. So there yes, were a lot of things. Um, we used to just look at, okay, well, Amazon has um, a ranking system. And so the rank would tell us that it was a really great number. And yes. according to this number, we should send in a whole lot of them because they're going <laughs> to sell really great. And so there was a few times, <laughs> there was a few times that we did that with an item and it just sat there and we've got like, you know, 10, 15, whatever of some mm -hmm. item that's not selling at all. It hasn't even sold one. We're like, what's right. going on? Well, I'm sure if I looked back at the keep a tool later, it would have shown me, you know, maybe it was um, a similar item that was really selling that it looked right. like it was that item, or maybe it was something that had only sold that day and it hadn't sold for six months before. Yeah. So Keepa has saved me from a lot of mistakes oh, like gosh, that. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Just making sure I'm actually sending in the item and I actually am able to look at the historical information mm -hmm. that says, yes, it's sold for about this much. And yes, yeah. it's sold often for <laughs> about yeah. that price. So, yeah. 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 So even if you make, I mean, the cool thing about this business is that even if you make a quote mistake, it's not like, oh, um, you go home to your spouse and say, uh oh, I just lost 50 grand on this right? business. <laughs> like, it's yes. literally a mistake, looks like you sent in too many of an item that you should have bought two of, or you sent in an item that you should never should have bought to begin with. So, tell me, walk me through that. If, if you, I go out and buy something, I'm new, I'm, I'm going to make mistakes, and I, I buy something I shouldn't have, and I bought five of them, and they cost me $3 each. Okay. So I got $15 into them. I sent them off to Amazon and they just sit there. What are my options at that point? All right. So you have, you have multiple options that I think everybody finds ones that work better for them. Um, so for us, you know, our, my first thought, I let it sit there for a little while because, uh -huh. you know, your stuff is not going to sell the day that it gets sent to Amazon. So I That'd let it great. sit there for a little while. It would be awesome. <laughs> um, ideally I want it to sell in, in a month or maybe two months because I don't want it to be sitting there just wasting space and my money, not doing anything, just kind of, you know, standing still. So, um, you know, I let it sit there for a month or so. And then I start thinking, okay, I'm going to have to start lowering the price that I had it. So I'm fine to, you know, break even I'm fine to even lose a tiny bit. If it's yeah. maybe, maybe I don't lose the $3, maybe I lose you know 50 cents or a dollar of it. So mm -hmm. at some point, if I'm like, it's sitting there, I'm going to try lowering the price after it's right. sat there for a while. And it doesn't look like anything's happening. Maybe I've misread the Keepa charts and I just, wow. I, or I just shouldn't have sent it in. Um, then I'm going to start marking it down. If that still doesn't sell, you have the option of having your product sent back to you if you'd like. Um, so you can have it sent back. Maybe you can try to sell it somewhere else. You can try to sell it on eBay. Um, some people will have garage sales and, yep. you know, you there's a lot of different places. Worst case scenario, you donate it. If you need to right. just get rid of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of different things you can do with the product. And I think, and I, 
you could probably talk to a dozen people and everybody would tell you, here's my system or here's what works for me. And it may work differently. We've tried garage sales and we're way out in the sticks and it yeah, doesn't no. work really well. It really does. There, right? We tried, you know, but I can do Facebook marketplace and I can do yeah. other things and I can sell on other platforms or I can donate yeah. it. I've done that a handful of times. You know, too, something so. else you've heard other, other students of ours that have do, do this too, is um if it's still within the return window of the store, they bought it. If it's still a new condition and it looks Great, yep. you know, like, you can yeah. take it back yeah. to the original store with your receipt yeah. and get all your money back. Yep. So, yeah, um, there's really not all all to say on this is that it's just really not a scary business model. Like, if you're brand new, never done anything like this before, we can point to so many people that have been able to create a serious business out of this. You guys included, you were able to bring your husband home, and that's amazing. Off of an e-commerce business, that's crazy. Yeah. Most people that do this are just dabbling here and there. They'll make a few dollars, but you brought it to the level where you're able to make a full-time income from it. And so that type of business, if we were talking about something like that years ago, it just brings up the idea of you'd have to go into a bank and get a loan and mortgage your house for this. And literally guys with this, this business model that honey and I are talking about, you can get started with zero dollars. And even if you're in just the mistakes are not costly. The mistakes aren't going to cost you your business. It's there's very, very little low that risk. you can do to screw it all up. I mean, there's, it's, <laughs> I mean, you, Amazon may shut your account down for something, but you're going to get it back. Um, and just the mistakes are not usually costly, especially yeah. in the beginning when you're buying a few things. Now, when you get up to the level, like our friend, Jimmy Smith, who might be buying pallets, if, if he made a mistake on a pallet buy and, well, again, he's got a thousand dollars wrapped up in this stuff he can't sell very well. So yeah, that's more costly, but it's still, it's not like, you know, a life altering, I got to go bankrupt type yeah. of mistake. And that's how we teach the, the things we do. You know, we don't say, Hey, go buy $5,000 of this product. That's right. totally going to sell great at Christmas. You know, we start with the, find the information that's going to show you that it's customers are already looking for it. All we're yes. doing is providing them what they're already looking for. You know, they are already finding these things on Amazon. I'm not saying, you know, that I really think this is a cool item and I think everybody in the world's going to want it and trying to make them buy it. I'm right. Th- this is such a low entry, low risk thing for you to do that you can mm-hmm. just spend a few dollars and you can do the research that says, yes, customers are buying this. And here's about how many they buy every month. Yeah. You know, uh, dad is you that. you're not making that yes. guess. You're not, yes. um, you can look on your phone and see for certain it sold yes. approximately this many right. times, you know, for certain how many sellers are sellers are on the listing. Yeah. And you know, for certain the price that it's sold at over a history, a period of time up to, yeah. uh, well, you, you, I mean, up to is like up to the life as of the product, as, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so yeah. you can make, you're not guessing at this. And even if you see it looks good, you're still not clear in the shelf probably. No. You're uh-huh. testing, you're buying a few, send them in. Oh, wow. Those sold, they sold really quickly. Now let's go buy 10 this time, or maybe you buy yes. 30 at that time. It's up to you and your business, but yeah. you're still and the testing. more you do it, the more confident you become in knowing what to even look for and what to buy and what's going to sell yeah. really well. Um, you do become more confident. And so, yeah. yeah, you may end up doing more, but, but we teach just start small test with a Absolutely. handful at a time, see what happens with your products and, you know, selling from where you are selling from your yeah. account and see how that works and then send in more. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You don't need to invest a lot. 
Um, it's just getting started and just sending some in and seeing what happens. And then you can feel more confident in purchasing and buying right. and doing more of that arbitrage. Absolutely. Okay. So what about the guy who already comes into this thinking really big? They're like, wow, this looks, sounds like me going into the store, going online and shopping. How do you scale a business like this? Is it possible? And absolutely. Um, yeah. And what does so, that look like? What does look scaling look like for like, if you wanted to grow 10 times as big as you are now, you know what to do. I know you don't really want to do that, <laughs> yeah. but what would you need to do in order to scale to a much bigger number than where you are now? I have to say, um, and this is, I think there are tools that work even in my business now, but scaling, all I would need to do is more of this um, replens. I know you've talked about the replens model in this, where I'm looking for things that are kind of consistently sell. So as great as, you know, a random sale or the clearance items are, and there's nothing wrong with, with doing that arbitrage. If I can have items that I know I can consistently go back and purchase at that full price, or, um, you know, maybe it's a sale price, but I know every, you know, the first week of every month, it's going to be on sale. If I have an idea of, I know what I can consistently purchase that product for and then sell it. That right there is going to give me a huge foundation for my business because then yeah. instead of me having to go to every store and dig around and oh, I can hope I can find this clearance item, I know I can keep going back and sending that item yeah. and it's going to keep selling. So I can yep. build onto my business and not just have the hopes of finding a lot of things. I can literally just go into a store and fill a card up or go into my online store and fill a shopping cart online up and just buy the same things repeatedly. And then each time I do that, I add more, I find other things that are going to sell consistently. So that right there is starting to grow your business. Replens is huge. Um, that's yes. been foundational for our business is just looking for those things that I, I don't have to put in 30, 40, 50 hours a week, just hoping that I'm right. finding stuff and driving all over for some random clearance thing. Right. I know what's going to sell and I just keep finding it. Yep. All right. So let's say, oh, you see, I know you got the replens going. Those are cranking. Um, and then outsourcing. That's the so other What's thing. that look like as far as like, what would you do for, um, in order to just, you know, really hit that hard? What, what is it? Yeah, so um, that can look different for different people. Um, when we first started outsourcing, I mean, you know, we, so we find all these products and then we bring them to our house and we start packaging them all up and we ship them to Amazon. Well, there's only a couple of us that takes a little while. We have a right. bunch of little kids running around. <laughs> it definitely sure. takes a little while. So we realized we were the bottleneck and somebody, we needed help with that. That was an area that was slowing our business down. We could not have grown it any further for ourselves and different mm -hmm. people are different, but for our home yeah. and our lifestyle, we couldn't have grown it any bigger if we would have just kept doing that. Um, right. you know, buying more and more and more product, our, our home space would have been limited. Our time is limited. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we did, we found, um, someone that we could hire to come in our house and help out with some of that. So that's part of it. Some people will find, um, you know, you can check on you know, next door app, or there's probably a lot of places that you can find local help friends or family that can come and they can help you with your prep work. Um, or you can hire a prep center, which is, we yes. eventually moved to a prep center where we don't even have to have the product in our house. Yeah. Um, if it was bursting at the seams, it would matter. The warehouse has more room. <laughs> so Absolutely. we have our product sent there. So at this point I can literally just place online orders. And I did this a lot last year. I would place online orders. So I didn't have to touch the product. I didn't have to go into a store. I would place online orders and have them shipped directly to my prep center. And they would prepare all the things exactly how Amazon needs them and send them to a warehouse um, to go to, to where Amazon directs it to go. And I never saw the product. I just knew because I knew the ways to research it using Kipa. Um, I knew how to find what was going to sell and I knew where to purchase the product. And I just kept reordering those things and having them sent to my prep center. 
So that is how you scale it. You find things like that. You know, you can also have um, people that can do the research for you if you don't want to do that. I actually like that part. So I kept that part. Um, But you can have VAs or other people that will find that information for you, um, help you narrow down what do I buy? How much do I buy? And then you just purchase your things and have it sent wherever. There's a lot of different ways you can do that based on, you know, your time and your resources and what fits for you. You know, our friends, Gary and Gay Mosley, who are in the legends community, they've outsourced almost all their, their whole business. That's awesome. And there, I did a podcast interview with them and we have people like uh, Jimmy Smith who have his own warehouse with his own yeah. employees that are prep. He has his own prep center within. He's not prepping other people's stuff, but he has people that does, does his prep for him. And it's, he's just got it so streamlined and that's how you scale it. You, you Absolutely. Just, you add people, you got to add, you got to outsource some stuff because you don't get more time. You don't, you don't, you, we all have the same amount of time. So you have to figure out how to do the things that are the most important that you need to do in your business or some of them, if you just really want to do, (laughs) and then, then you pass off the other things. Um, so other people, you can grow, you can use your time for the things that are important to you and let other people do the things that they are skilled and able to do as well. Um, and that, that frees up your time and it allows you to do other things that will grow your business if you'd like, um, or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Or for you go and taking your kids to the zoo. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Last question. We get a lot of people that ask about, okay, I'm brand new to this, or I've heard a lot about that. You know, when you're starting a brand new Amazon account that you can't sell all the, all the stuff. So why is it even worth getting started? So talk about all the products that are available as a new seller. Still, you just have to look a little bit, do it differently. I think, I think it's very easy to um, get stuck in that thought process of I can't do I can all of these things. Only sell Nike and yes. Apple products, yes. and if those are not profitable, this is not even worth it. Right? And people, um, I think you don't. I think we underestimate sometimes what Amazon sells. It's everything, mm-hmm. you know, you can go buy forks and spoons and napkins and nobody cares what fancy brand that is. You, know, you buy right. light bulbs. I buy light bulbs and batteries yeah. and just and not I'm, fun I'm stuff. Amazon. Yes. <laughs> so I pay, I buy a lot on Amazon. It's a shame. Oh, <laughs> um, but yes, so you really can buy anything um, off of Amazon. And so thinking beyond just the, you know, I don't know, tickle me Elmo that used to be popular, you know, right. it doesn't have to be that item that you think everybody's going there for that. They're going for everything. Yeah. Um, they're going for the plain groceries and the whatever. So keeping that in mind is important. First of all, um, not thinking about what you can't sell, but focusing on what, what can I sell? When you right. first start out as a new seller, home and kitchen category, which has millions of items in it is a wide open category. There may be some some fancy brands that you can't sell, but as, as a general rule, there's a lot of that stuff you can sell. Amazon doesn't care if you send in towels and you know, pots and pans and utensils. They don't really care for the most part about that. So um, you can sell in the home and kitchen category. You can sell in office Mm -hmm. products. Lawn and garden is a good one. Um, Sporting goods. There really are a lot of sections of, of Amazon that you can sell on. So focus on those ones first, see what you can sell. If you can't, there is a method to get ungated if you want to get permission from Amazon. Really, Amazon just wants to know that you are a legitimate business right. and that you are going to send in what you say you're going to send in. Um, that's really their only purpose in doing that. So some of the categories that may have uh, you know, higher risk for some reason, Amazon says, we want you to prove that you're a real business. Mm-hmm. So for, for those, for ungating, um, Amazon will give you requirements. We want an invoice from a wholesaler or distributor that you buy 10 of an item. 
Yep. Um, just to prove, you know, you're not just a person at the store that wants to sell this one clearance <laughs> right. thing, you know, from wherever, right. um, it just makes you look a little more official, a little more like a business. And so you can get permission to sell in those other categories as well. But I, I do encourage you focus on what you can sell because there sure. are millions of items you can. Oh gosh. Yes. Um, and for us, I know we couldn't sell some things at the beginning and it was hugely beneficial to our business to stretch ourselves to look for what are other areas that I can sell in? What are other things that I can sell? Yeah. So then when you do choose to get ungated at some point, um, yeah. then it, it just, your business is even bigger that way. Right. So. Yeah. And then, so there's category restrictions that yes. you can um, apply to like being grocery or yeah. DVDs and all that. And then there's also brand restrictions. And yes. sometimes it's really fun. You'll go through your seller app and you see you're restricted for something you can apply for approval right in the app. And sometimes yeah. you'll get it immediately. Congratulations. It you need invoices. It might be hard. That's harder. But what, what yeah. were you saying? It just says a big congratulations. Yeah. It's very exciting. You can now yes. sell this brand. I'm like, yes. woohoo. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Doesn't hurt yeah. to try. Yeah. And if somebody ha- is, a, if they see a whole bunch of really good, potentially profitable products and it's a brand restriction and they need invoices, is that, I know that's more challenging. Um, it's, it's an extra step. You know, you have to go, you have to, um, you know, make sure that you can go get something from a wholesaler. Um, so there's that extra step, but it's, it's really, it's a matter of purchasing at, at this point, Amazon says, you know, send us an invoice with 10 of that item. So you can do that. Absolutely. Um, it's not an, an arduous process. It's just, it's another step that you do need sure. to take. And, um, you know, unless you are sure that it's going to be profitable, I wouldn't recommend that's going to be an investment of time and money. Yeah. So if you know, wow, I have all of these things. Um, I recommend a lot of people to get the grocery. If you're going to get ungated grocery, be the area because grocery is a whole category. It's yeah. like, you know, half a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> so so exactly. there's, there's a lot, right. There's a right. lot more you can open, but sure. as far as a specific brand, if it just says, Oh, you can sell, you know, these items, but you just can't sell this brand. You want to make sure that if you're going to spend the money to um, and the time to invest in ungating that, that it's actually going to be profitable. And you're right. not just going to spend hundreds of dollars in hopes that you can find something profitable. Um, right. You definitely want to make sure that's worth your time and money. But sure. Good advice. All right. For people that are just starting out, well, what else would you say? Any other encouragement you give somebody who's like, gosh, I see all these people doing this, like Honey and Kate and Jimmy and, you know, how? Just get me, get me going. Give me some encouragement. <laughs> I, I don't know. I hope this helps someone out there because I know this for me, when we first started, we thought, is this actually real? <laughs> yeah. Because some of this seems like people are talking about, oh, look at all this. Look at all this. I'm seriously, I'm just a mom with six kids and I don't have like, you know, business degree. I don't have all that. Like we said earlier, I, I only had you know, a few hundred dollars. Okay. Let's just try this for us. It was worth jumping in and saying, let me try this and let me see if this works, but it is actually, it's real. It's, it's a legitimate possibility. It's not, um, the work isn't going to be done for you. You still have to put in effort. You still have to try. It helps to be around others that know what they're doing. So you can ask the questions, you know, it helps to have resources, you know, like listening yeah. to podcasts or whatever that is. I want resources that I trust that I know these people are not going to tell me I have to go spend $500,000 on this thing right. to, to succeed, you know, ultra elite coaching program, <laughs> right? You don't yeah. need that when you're starting no, no, no. Um, at all. It's just jumping in and saying, I'm willing to give this a fair shot and to really try. 
um, to know that it's going to take some effort. It's not just going to fall in your lap, but um, it absolutely is. It is real. Just jump in and give it a shot. Yep. That's changed your family's life. It has. Mine too. So that's why I love it. I I mean, I've said this before. It's not like selling on Amazon. I was like, Ooh, I just love selling physical products (laughs) online. I love that it creates success stories like yours. That it gives somebody who has no experience, me included, like I had no experience doing this stuff before, but it's a, a low hanging fruit opportunity for somebody. To, it's very low risk, very, very low risk. And somebody with almost no money at all can create a serious business out of yep. just a little bit of work. So. It gives you a lot of freedom. I think that's one of the biggest things for me. You know, I, I'm able to be home and homeschool six yeah. kids um, and I get to be able to do that because of this right. business, you know, yeah. because I don't have to be gone, you know, at a nine to five job every day of the week. So it's yeah. awesome. I know we keep telling Callan how blessed he is. I mean, he doesn't yes. feel like he's blessed to have us around all the time, but <laughs> like the fact that he has no idea that most dads and moms are gone yeah. throughout the day. Like that. Yeah. He, um, like he even complains now he'll walk in and like, you still working, come play with me. He thinks I'm just here to play with him all the time. <laughs> so like, buddy, you have no idea. It's so much better than if I was gone for nine or 10 hours a day yeah. and I come home and it's dark and you're almost going to bed. And right. so hopefully someday he'll appreciate that. But um, yeah, that's yeah. what we want for more people, more, more honeys and Ryans that uh, want to break me home with their kids. That's what we're doing this for. Yeah. So honey, thank you so much for being on with me. Absolutely. Appreciate it again. All right. Bye bye, everyone. See you next week.